What up? Welcome to the podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is Highlight Episode 15. On this one, we cover episodes 60, 61, and 62 of Season 1. Get to talk to Curtis and Petra Vita and Snappy and Pow Wow. Lots of good stuff. Uh, debating if I'm going to keep these intros on Season 2 or not. Uh, some that we've recorded I have, some I haven't. Let me know out there if you prefer one way or the other. Anyway, thanks for checking us out. A podcast with Mo. What up? We're joined by Curtis. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know it's so weird. I yeah. almost called you the other I name. I almost went, ooh, anyways. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I guess because I haven't mentioned it up okay. to this point at all, is we're going to have another music episode this week. You're not on this one, but you're on this episode, so you're on right. one of them. Right. And uh, you were, you got to fill in a blackout if anyone's in our Discord. By the way, we have a Discord if anyone's interested yeah, in doing that Yeah, let's pop in there. Check us out. It's going, going off. Um. So Black Al came on. He's real bad, but we make fun of him, so it, it worked out. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so everyone... That's about like having me on, so... Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, so two days from now, uh, we'll have another music episode. It'll be the 12th one. Yes. So look out for that shit. So, man, uh, how's life been since you've last been on a normal episode? Crazy, bro. I mean, it's been so long since I've been on a normal episode. A bunch of shit. You know my life's crazy fucking cluster. I think probably the biggest thing is the last time you were here, you talked about your wife joined uh, Roller Derby. Yes, that was the shortest Roller Derby career ever. So she basically broke her tibula and her fibula. She had a spiral break on the bigger one, the tib, I believe, and then a small break right below her knee on the fib. So... She was jumping cones, so it wasn't like another girl, you know, Bertha or whatever, landed on her leg or something. She was just doing a training exercise that she had done a thousand times before, so I don't know if it's a freak accident or whatever, but she also had a hysterectomy this year, so we've already done two surgeries, and it's just been crazy, so, yeah. I would call that God giving her a sign. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe throw a derby Yeah, she might ref or something, but I don't know, but she got a titanium, uh, she got titanium legs, they're gonna give her a cast. Well, hell yeah, so it's even stronger now. Yeah, exactly. Reinforcements. Fucking go, (laughs) go fucking, uh, thaw some bitches. Roller derby. Tink, tink. Uh, well, hell yeah, that's some fun shit. Yeah, crazy. And then I remember you saying to me that you drove up on this wreck, and it sounded crazy. Dude, that was crazy. You just randomly mentioned it to me, so I wrote down a note, and I was like, well, next time you're on, you can let me know about that. Yeah, so, I'm riding dirt bikes out in Kanawha, which is about 30 minutes from here, and it's a two-lane and a four-lane highway shot there. And I was I was drinking beer. I was coming home, and it was raining. I had to we had to leave the trails because it was raining. So I'm coming home, and I see like a headlight at ground level, right? And I'm like, why is there a light on the ground? And then I realized it was a headlight, and I was like, oh shit! Well, I didn't see any. They were like stuck in the ditch. And I'm like, man, I'm on my motorcycle trying to get home. It's raining. I'm like, fuck it. I turn around. So I pull up to this car. There's like two old ladies bleeding in the front seat, all unresponsive. The doors freaking pinned in, crazy. Like I was like, oh shit. Call 911. So I got to have 911 out there. All these people show up. They got to use the jaws of life to cut her out. And like, so I'm trying to talk to these ladies. They eventually like started talking to me and stuff. Well, right. one of them did. The worst one was in the pastor seat. She's just like making all kinds of noises. I was like, damn, she is fucked up. So it right. was pretty bad. It was one of the best, one of the worst things I'd like kind of seen in person type of deal. So right. and I was kind of drunk. So I was like, dude, 
can I, I go? Get the fuck out yeah, of here? can I go? They're like, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I mean, I wasn't drunk, but I had been drinking, so right. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of uh, when I was unemployed, uh, and I was having to drive down to Ardmore to meet somebody. Maybe it wasn't Ardmore. I, I drove somewhere, right? But down the interstate to uh-huh. meet for like some interview, and um, there was this huge fucking fire. Like, and this car was on fire, and like two cars were on fire. They hit, got in a wreck, lit on fire, Holy and crap. like. It was like molten hot wow. to where it was like, oh, fuck, all those people are dead. Wow. Like, you just knew it, right? Yeah. It just looked so fucking hot. Yeah. And I thought about, like, the whole drive. Like, I couldn't think oh, of anything yeah. else but, like, fuck, that was a hot fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, last I heard, they had freaking metaflighted uh, them out of there, and I really hadn't heard anything since or whatever. So, right. hope, hope for the best, but who knows, man. Yeah, that's crazy shit. The roads are dangerous, man. Every day I drive around this town, right? And if I had like a little dashboard cam to just catch all the lost people break, or times people don't use blinkers and all that, like it is literally like 40 times a day. It's so like bad. I would be like the fucking king of YouTube of like shitty drivers in Ada, Oklahoma. And I could do it <laughs> yeah. pretty easily. And I'm just, and what it is, I've noticed it's old people always think they have enough time. I can get that. I can make this turn. You're like, no. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. I'm fucking right here, old person. See, I see more speeders. I think I I, th- I get I get angry about it. I feel like, I mean, I'd experience right. see, the exact I same thing. For instance, uh, Snappy's daughter uh, annoyed the fuck out of me a couple weeks ago, right? Um, because, and she was speeding mm-hmm. to pass me, which I don't care. I'd drive the speed limit. I understand math, right. and I know ain't shit gonna happen in two blocks that you're gonna do. Yeah. It's gonna do shit. Right. You're <laughs> yes. just not. Yes. How many times have you rolled up on someone that passed you at a fucking red light yeah. and you're like oh well, yeah. so, anyway <laughs> it was the fact that she turned from a straight fucking road like she didn't get into the middle lane to turn yeah she just turned from like the even though there was a turn lane so it's uh, like a yeah. five fucking lane yeah. middle ones for turning yeah and i you fucking like got crazy like get the fuck on the turn lane <laughs> like screaming because i was yelling cuss at everyone i say you dumb fuck like at least 24 times a day i scream you dumb <laughs> ding, fuck ding, 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 ding. and i don't i've never honked my horn i'm yeah. not mad when i get out it's just i yell at fucking dumb motherfuckers all day when they're driving hey man if that's how you got to deal with it yeah then, so, then do it <laughs> also another thing i have on my list here for you is why do you share lame motivational quote memes I hope it's because it's cool and ironic, but I feel like which it's, one? You're just always sharing shit of like be positive about the day, or probably because I am so mad all the time. <laughs> you're always sharing all this shit that I'm like, what? You join fucking an AA meeting and you're in all like, I don't know. You sometimes you go on these moments. You Dude, share when some I shit. do, just poach, just call it out and say this is the type of shit, Curtis, <laughs> that I'm wondering about, and I'll explain it on a case by case basis. We'll right. see, because I can't really think of. Hey, Petrovita, what's up, man? How's it going, bud? Um, so, man, see if I got everything right. I said you're mm-hmm. born in Seattle, live in Sweden, do some music mm-hmm. stuff, and yep. uh, you you freestyle on Twitch. That was my highlights. Something like that, yeah. All right, I'm fucking killing it today. Sounds pretty good. So, uh, how did you get in all the music stuff? Well, um, in between Seattle and Sweden, there was a pit stop for a couple of years in England and it's a uh, it's a long story and I've told different uh, versions of it a number of times but the gist of it is I ended up outside the US for the first time doing a study abroad thing in kind of just through a weird series of events in 2013 so I was in Sweden then for the first time and on that trip met some people from the UK and at the end of 
my stay in that summer in Sweden, I decided I wasn't ready to go home. And I wanted I wanted to explore it. This first time I'd been outside in North America and and there was just more things and other people. And so um, I basically I couldn't finish my degree. I was studying advertising in Sweden because I didn't know enough Swedish and master's degrees. You can take a lot of courses in English here, but undergrad stuff is going to be in Swedish. And so I thought, hey, uh, how about the UK? And and uh, it was about a month, 30 days, give or take a day between when I landed back in Seattle from the uh, at the end of summer from Sweden and decided I'm going to move. I'm going to uproot my life. Um, I in those 30 days, I found schools that still had late admissions for their advertising programs, applied, got in, picked one. Um, applied for a visa, bought a plane ticket, landed over in England, and took a bus out to this little town a couple hours west of uh, west of London, and started living there. And the reason that's all important to the music origin story is I'd wanted to do music and poetry and things for a number of years, but was never brave enough. And it just so happened that one of the houses I checked out when I came. To this town I was going to live in for the next couple of years was all music students and me. And one of them uh, produced and he played bass and guitar and and he heard that I did some poetry and asked if I wanted to do a little like music act with him and eventually convinced me to try and do it live and had my first, um, first uh, show with him. And it was kind of from basically that first night I did a show was kind of a, a high of never... You know, I'd never had before um, people coming up to you afterwards, the applause while you're doing it, uh, kind of the validation of something you've created being something people are willing to sit or stand through and enjoy. Um, that feeling wasn't like anything I'd had before. And as soon as I got off stage that uh, that first night, I kind of knew that 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 uh, that thing I'd been wanting to do but avoiding out of fear for so many years was was right. And uh, it, I took a very roundabout path over the next few years, taking different jobs and things, periods where I could work on music, periods where I couldn't at all to get to where I'm spending time on it now. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was kind of where, where it, all, it all kicked off in a little, little town called Cheltenham in the UK. Someone. But. Right. And I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again because it's my podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> well, the first time I ever rapped in front of anyone, uh, in any number more than like two or three people of me freestyling, uh, I was at this bar here in this college town I live in. Uh, it's called Legend. Yeah. It's like a country bar, but Wednesday nights were a uh, college night. So, you know, all the college kids would go out there. And uh, this dude who listens to the podcast, he's a patron, Hurricane Haynes. Him, he was trying to convince me to join this fraternity, which I eventually joined. And mm -hmm. he go, you know, he was trying to throw all their pitches. And I said, "Hey, if you have anyone that could out freestyle me, I will join your fraternity." And they were like, "Oh, we got a guy." And he was this real <laughs> emo kid uh, named CJ. We became great friends. Okay. Um, and I've never rapped in front of anyone. I just was, I'd mm -hmm. been drinking and I was talking shit. Um, and that's how it happened. And so this guy, you know, raps for like a minute maybe you know and mm -hmm. it's not that good and then i was like oh i guess i have to rap and i just start yeah. rapping and then by the time i finish it's like 15 minutes later and there's a crowd of like 60 people around me in this big circle 
And, yeah. and I definitely have like, oh shit, I'm badass. But then it's go. me immediately with like a soul crushing, oh my god, everyone's looking at me as soon as like I'm out uh, of the moment. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck. But that was basically my only performances. I really enjoyed freestyling in front of uh, people at bars or parties mm-hmm. in college, but I just never did the stage thing. So I'll maybe someday I yeah. will, um, but we'll see. There's this whole debate of should you pay for fake listens? Because that, nope, nope, it's not a debate. <laughs> I will if you, we we can crack into this because I think. Go ahead, and, but I think this is very important to right. explore, and I wanted Definitely. to bring this kind of stuff up because I heard you talking a little bit uh, in the other episode about uh, wanting to sell beats and other people, their experiences with that and things like that, and I think this is a very – yeah, this is important. Right, so uh, the only time this has ever happened to me was episode three of the music spinoff episode. Uh, one of the rappers who I, who lives around this me locally uh, mm-hmm. bought a bunch of fake plays for that episode that's why it has a bunch of listens and then there were comments on it of like that person's so good they're the best one and it was like i did them a favor i felt like at the time and so i got kind of pissy about it Mm -hmm. but the main reason i got pissy was because that guy saw snappy my weekly co-host on our monday episodes and was like you see all those people that listen to me like they acted like they got it organically you know and i was like fuck you so that Mm -hmm. led me in this whole idea of the fake listens now what it did do is on soundcloud if you logged in uh, it would make that song pop up on the front page a lot. Now, if that's what you're going for, I guess I understand where that's a strategy, but I just didn't see any organic growth off the fake listens, right? Like if you took out all the fake listens, I think the numbers were about the same. Yes. So I don't see a benefit, but I think that is the argument for the other side is it'll get your other- shit seen by someone who the problem is click. people are also a little bit misinformed so social proof of course is like coming from marketing and advertising social proof being um numbers plays comments reviews social proof is a term used to you may know in, in like um sales letters and things like that uh, for having like reviews from someone who's used the product and stuff and we do we as people right it, it does make sense that we're drawn to things that we think have been previously validated by other people. Naturally, if two artists uh, approached you, you'd never heard anything uh, about either of them. They sent you the exact same email verbatim or you did a split test, you know, with two, you know, two people with the same name. But however, you can make it as fair as possible. If one person linked you a track and it came out yesterday and it had uh let's say they were very small but it, but it already had like 1700 listens or something and another guy sent you something you put out last week and that had 17 uh you you we make us and everyone can kind of make their own decision after the after the fact but even subconsciously we're going to have a reaction of assuming that the better track or the better thing is the one that's been listened to more that is where it stops with like the fake plays and stuff because when you log into SoundCloud, right? So everything obviously can be customized to you or people who are somehow tangentially like right related to you, right? So unless you're on another IP address logging in from a um you know a private window with a brand new account with a you know account information that's not associated in any way with anything you've done before that's the only way you can really know if that's showing up more on the you know like for other people on the homepage. besides right. your followers followers it might 
But the other problem with that is that SoundCloud is privy to this stuff. And they may not ban people because they know that creates a whole nother problem of, you know, people are going to listen, bomb people, artists they don't like or, comp- you know, so right. they don't they don't like ban you from things. But they're pretty good at picking up on when things don't look natural and not rewarding them the same way in their algorithms, algorithms for searches and stuff that others do. It's just like Google. One of the first jobs I had was uh, jobs is, is a, a strong word, but I, I basically decided I wanted to make like affiliate websites and I would get them ranked in Google and then have links to, uh, you know, affiliate products on their reviews of books or, or whatever. Right. And, and, uh, if people clicked and bought, then I got a commission back in the day, it was very easy to manipulate Google search results. But of course you're always in a perpetual battle. The company wants to give the best experience to the, the user, right? To the, and, and to them, the user is is a listener on SoundCloud. On Google, it's a someone searching. They want to get them to real relevant information as quickly as possible, or that person's not going to use them as a search engine. On Instagram, they want to show content that people actually care about and will engage with and watch for a longer period of time because it's relevant to them. Uh, they don't care from the the uh, music artist, the advertiser perspective of if it's good for you in that way because. One one is faking it till you make it, trying to cater to the people that are paying for advertising spots, and the other one creates long-term growth, which is actually growing a user base and having then it's worthwhile for advertisers to come there. And the reason I bring this up is because it's really a misunderstood thing that people think about in almost every kind of thing they do for promos, with with be it music, other types of art, their business, is they Everything they do, they're coming at from the mindset of this looks good for me, but they forget that if you're trying to game the system in any way, you're working against the platform that you're there and you're, you're, you're playing on borrowed time. And that's a big problem with like fake plays and stuff like that. In the first place, you can get shadow banned by platforms, which, you know, where they will basically, you won't know that you're banned, but you won't show up in certain hashtags or certain results and stuff right. like that. There's also the issue of people aren't that fucking dumb. If someone sees that you have 14,000 followers because you bought them, but the minute you stop paying for promo, your video clips get this, you know, 80 views, 100 views, the same amount that mine get <laughs> with 600 followers, people know that something's up. Right. And, like and that looks the, uh, real bad. The person I'm in, you know, I mentioned that episode on their songs on SoundClick, they have 97,000 listens. And right. it's the like within five seconds of you listening to it, you're like, and you have to listen oh, to the no song, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, never mind. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. uh, you're not really fooling people. So I, I agree. I don't, I don't subscribe to the fake listens, but you do see it come up a lot in the music shit. Now, I will say it something that's hard for me to be like, because I don't think everyone is like me in the sense I'm, I'm pretty pessimistic, right? And I think most right. rappers and, and producers, yeah. especially rappers, so they just mm-hmm. all think they're really good, right? And even though yeah. sometimes I do sure. think I'm good, like I'll be like, oh shit, that was such a good line I wrote. In general, I'm always like, fuck, I suck. Like I just have that artistic yeah. mentality, right? And nothing's ever yeah. good enough. I bounce back and forth. And I, so, I, understand, I understand where you're coming from, 100%. I mean, yesterday, I, I have these four songs done for an EP eventually I'll release. 
and I, was, I actually saw them yesterday for the first time in about a month, and I was like, oh man, these are really good. But that's very rare for that to happen to me, right? And so I had like yeah. a good positive day yesterday, but in general, <clears throat> I'm just like, uh, not there. And maybe I'm right. Maybe it isn't there yet, and I'm just being good at being honest. But at some point in time, for some artists, just to get this point out there, you got to just put shit out because you're not yes. going to get better by just holding that shit on your computer. You know, like I'm about to put out these hundred, yeah. my hundred beat challenge, which I'll explain in a moment just yes. for anyone. Uh, I'm about to put these out. And now the first ones I made that will go out first, I know mixing wise, I learned a little bit right from that to, to mm-hmm. the end. But I can't just keep going back to all these beats and just tweaking them. At some point in time, you just got to put them out or you're never going to finish yeah. it. Oh, I was just going to ask, how is the music scene? Like, do you perform, like in Sweden, yeah. for instance, like how does that all yeah. go? Yeah, it's been, I mean, you know, it's been, uh, it's always like starting to like book shows and grow anywhere. It's it's always for everyone, the, the like common thing, no matter what your like journey is or what you're creating, that it's, it's a lot of fucking work, no matter what way you slice it and you need to be willing to do that i don't care if people say they released uh, one song and it blew up or you know all i did was upload a few beats and now i sell beats every day from my beat store Uh, there there were a couple thousand hours of work that led up to the overnight success right and i think that i think the scene here is is probably pretty good in general like i enjoy going to a lot of things and now that i'm starting to network more and more i've had more opportunities you know i have another show uh coming up in a couple of weeks here that will probably end up being a little festival and i i think it will probably end up being one of or the biggest crowd that i've that i've played to we'll see how it, how it turns out um but that has all been like daisy chained from the previous gigs of a guy i did a show with in february he knew someone looking for another artist for a lineup in april uh, another place in town so i got in contact with that guy i played his show after that he came up he said hey i'm on the organizing board for this festival happening in may do you want to come to that so it's i mean it, it goes it's just a matter of kind of getting in and and you know i think for anyone too trying to do anything like this like whatever you can do locally is is exponentially you're able to leverage your your hour to like the value of a connection or the value of something you do much more in real life as much as I really like and actually enjoy creating like the social media stuff and, and making things for that. Um, but it's absolutely been accelerated the more I the more I go to other people's shows and stuff like that. And I'm uh, now kind of have enough of a network of some some local people uh, that I'm organizing my first event at the end of June and have kind of a group of people they're going to help put that on and I wouldn't have been able to do that just kind of sitting and uh and doing stuff from my from my computer no matter how good the music was to be honest. Right. So I think this I think the scene is good but I think the scene in most places are as as good as you make it. I understand if you're in the middle of nowhere your your options are limited but um I don't know like not not many rappers here like releasing music in English and like I don't know I'm a funny little dude that like makes stuff that is very very far from mainstream or whatever and you've got to just carve your own path if you get I think you can kind of create that the right environment right I think I could I could easily kind of sulk and get you know too into my mind and think that like oh, I'm just not gonna fit in here there's too many reasons like why it won't work or people won't come to the shows and you just I don't know you just chip away at it and, and grow it over time 
right and i honestly i like your positive attitude uh some about me as i'm really negative but almost all my best friends or people i enjoy being around are all really positive so i don't understand why i'm like that i just want to be the most negative person (laughs) in the room i guess uh how's it been man uh you know just another week getting off work picking up the kids tending to my plants cooking dinner yeah, you live like a normal farm life now. Repeat. You wake up when the sun comes up, and you go to work and harvest your plants, and then you go to bed when the sun goes down. It's kind of opposite from your zombie lifestyle of a uh, night shift. In case anyone's their first time, Snappy's worked night shift for fucking ever until like it last week. It is fucking week. glorious. Oh my god! I mean, machines run the same like shit, but right, the hours are just. I hate getting up early, but it's worth it at 3 o'clock. Yeah, the job I had before the current job I have, I would work till like 9 o'clock at night. And then the job I have now, I get off at 4 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, there's like a whole day. That's honestly why I started making music again. My job before that, I just didn't have time. And I couldn't do a... Even though I did have three days off as opposed to two now, I I couldn't cram it all in, you know, like that. there's something about having some daylight left right that there's just a normal i mean they breed you to be a day shift person for, i mean they make you go to school daytime hours right and then all of a sudden you're just supposed to go and take on night shift jobs and like change your whole schedule fuck that all right one thing i wanted to bring up last week me and you were talking i was like man there's something we fucking were saying and I was going to go back and talk about it, but I couldn't remember. So if anyone listened to last week's episode of Snappy, uh, that happened. And what it was, was I was talking about uh, people crying at nerd shit, right? Or at trailers and things. So this is something I was want to bring up with you because I find myself in the middle, like I am of a lot of arguments. I am just find myself being able to get it all. Um, but there was this thing that happened. It's probably like a month ago where, you know, the Star Wars, the new Star Wars trailer came out. And there's a guy showing his reaction watching it. And this motherfucker starts crying. Like, tears of joy of like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. Like, and you're like, like, honestly, my thought was like, fucking weirdo. Right. If I had to be real honest. Like, not trying to be mean, but I was like, who fucking cares? It's a fucking movie trailer. But again, I'm coming from this from someone who thinks Star Wars is extremely overrated. I just think the story's like, meh. I mean, I understand that it's a movie and it's acting. Right. And some people just get really into this shit. Now, honestly, I get really excited if they show off a new video game at E3 that I'm like, oh my God, I can't. Like when they showed off Red Dead Redemption 2 years and years ago, I was like, fuck, can't wait. But I wasn't like, I'm going to cry about it. I was kind of that way with Red Dead 2, but not a tear to my eye. Right. Not a tear, right? You're just like, oh, I'm excited. You can actually hear me listening. The very first podcast I ever did, we stopped in the middle of it and watched fucking the Red Dead 2 trailer because it came out that day. So like... Fuck so it's yeah. a weird thing to know about the podcast. Um, but I saw basically what caught this to be a conversation was then this uh, some hot chick on Twitter, right? Is like, this is disgusting. Where are real men at, right? You know? And then that turned into this whole conversation of people being like, you don't want a man who's emotional. And sen-. and I'm like, I think there's some argument to be had, right? That there you don't necessarily want an airheaded guy that couldn't have a conversation with you. I completely agree. I don't think the op the only thing you have to go completely opposite with a guy who cries at the Star Wars trailer. Like, I think there's more than those two types of men. On my acquaintance list on Facebook, 
there's this guy that constantly posts the girls always be taking these people to do them wrong and I'm sitting here single just like constantly all day every day and I'm just like Dude, ain't no girl going to come to you with you fucking whining and crying all the time. Right. And I want to shout someone out because that reminds me of someone else on my Facebook list um, in a good way. She likes a lot of our podcast posts. I don't know if she listens. I'll hit her up and ask her this week. Her name is Amanda. And she likes all of our shit, right? But she posted memes that I think are perfect. And I wish someone would have posted this a lot longer ago because I definitely was like, well, if I'm just nice to girls, they'll totally want to have sex with me because that's kind of what you're trained, right? Like. My mom thinks I'm handsome, and women are supposed to love sex as much as men, so as long as I'm not, eventually they'll want to have sex with me. And I'm not saying that didn't always, like, it didn't, it wasn't always a failure, but sometimes it doesn't work, right? And she posts these memes that are like, nice guys for some reason thinks, like, as long as you hit the certain score, all of a sudden, now I'm going to have sex with you. And I'm like, oh, that's so funny. I never think of it that way, of like, sometimes you're just not attracted to somebody but there are guys and i'm sure i fucking fell into that category somewhere you know my when i when i was in high school of like i'll just be nice and it is in the friend zone right and you're like but then you get pissed in the friend zone like but i'm i should be having sex with them and it's like but why like it is kind of wrong for a girl to sit there whining to the same guy and he listens to all their problem and fucking not throw him a bone fucking throw him one bone see i would have to disagree i would I would think the whole throwing a bone thing would give false hope because normally in this scenario, we're talking about a rom-com, you know, sort of movie where like the friend's been desperately in love for years and you have sex once, you're going to ruin everything. So that probably shouldn't happen. Why can't you just be honest about it? Be like, hey, look, I'm going to give you something this one time. Why Maybe. can't you just be upfront? And, and that could be. But honestly, like, I think that goes into women's point of like, they're not just sex objects and they shouldn't just be have to have sex with a guy because they're nice. And, and I would... I well, think I would have to agree. They that. have to, but but you're like it would be cool if. Yeah. So I mean, you're like in the perfect world. Well, that I mean, would if he's gonna listen to all your fucking begging and shit, fucking all your high school years, and you ain't got no boyfriend, you keep getting guys that fucking emotionally abuse you or physically abuse you. But fuck. that's just not how sexual attraction works. I, I get it. So I feel like that's not smart to put out there because that's how you get school shooters showing up at school because the girl never gave them a kiss and they're like, why didn't they? And you're like. Dude, there's not any. Go for it. I don't Fuck, if they're that invested, fucking give him a hummer. Fucking no strings attached. That's that's never good. And I didn't get that. So all throughout like junior high, for a long time, I was like always fatter than my friends, right? And I would be like, call myself fat a lot. I just did it all the time. Call myself fat and ugly. And I just, I still do it from time to time. And I do it small enough amount now people find it funny but i used to do it probably way too much and people would be like shut the fuck up and i didn't get it until i was married and then i was like and anytime you know you hear your wife complain about something and you're like it does shut up right like that <laughs> right. just so your thoughts so uh and now that i've looked back i'm like damn that was my problem probably 80 90 percent of the time was i was just like I was already out of the battle because I was just so fucking down on myself. I just never had uh, confidence. So anyway, we have other married people as well in our Discord. Um, so do you have any advice that leaps out to you to give unmarried people? Man, okay, I had an I had an opinion my first marriage. This time, it's like me and my wife, we don't even argue. It's like if something comes up, I'm just like, it ain't worth fighting about. I'll just do whatever. It ain't really worth arguing about. Right. The two older... Never go to bed mad at each other. The two older gentlemen that I work with very much have this, why are you fighting these battles 
just fucking let her do what she wants sort of attitude, right? And that's how they treat their marriage as well. I think me and my wife in general just don't, we don't really argue too often. It's just not a thing. So, and we, we're pretty good at talking things through. So I do think that part is good. Um, but I think in general, and I think Travis lives with his fiance at the moment, it's exactly the same. So I guess my biggest thing to anyone else is like, I think you should live with someone before you marry them. Cause pretty I much think we all did me. Yeah. Right. But a lot, like, I remember in the only reason I'm not saying like the only reason I did it, I did it because of like financial situations and all that. I'm sure a little bit, but my grandparents actually, which are, they're fairly religious. Um, they each were married one other time before, you know, who they're currently married to now. And they were both like, you need to live with someone before you marry them. Like when I was a really young age, I was like, what? Like they're taking me to church, but they're like, Except this part. And it's like because you don't know what someone's like until you live with them. Right. So if you are out there and you're going to marry someone you've never lived with them, I'm like, oh, be a lot of surprises there. But I think yeah, since I lived with Coopy, already got that out of the way. I mean, really, being married is no different, especially if you've already been living together, already right. got routines. So, for instance, like when me and Coopy first moved in together, I got rid of, like, uh, you know, a lot of just bullshit, you know, because I was like, well, I don't guess I need this anymore. I like clothes and all this, you know, just because you're moving in together right and so you're like oh you got to get rid of shit and then you got to get used to the other people's routines so like for instance my parents very much growing up would do shit in different rooms so like even now if i go home right now my mom's gonna be watching some shit about some woman that killed her husband on the tv in the living room and my dad's gonna be in the den fucking listening to country music staring at a lake right and they're doing or he'll be outside in the shop doing something they just do different shit they right. don't, they're not really ever together um whereas in me and my wife are always like, let's watch a show together. So that's different. But there are times where I'm like, I will come in here and work on beats and she will read a book. You know, yeah. there's times like that. But most of the time we're usually just like watching the same shit. I don't quite understand what it's about. So uh, I don't know if I have any great marriage advice, but I would just say it's all the same as living with someone. And I think you already do. So you'll probably be good. Uh and I think it just depends. If you're religious, I think you've got to lean heavy into the man makes the rules card, right? And you're like, get in line. And if you're not, you got to lean more into the 50-50. This is a partnership angle. It's all about your situation. Either you just give in. Yeah, or you just let them call the shots. That's Snappy's advice. And I think that's probably where I will be eventually. I want to just say no one looks cool smoking vape pens. Like, I think the nicotine ones look less cool. Like, when people are trying to, like, show off by blowing a big smoke cloud. Yeah. I guess that's all I'm trying to get at. And if you're addicted to it, and that's fine, I just don't understand this whole, like, <sighs> like, they try to, like, assert their dominance by how right, big they of like a cloud they're... the whole smoke shack and shit. Yeah, I just don't, I don't get it. And I see people all the time just fucking, like, look how big it is, look how big my fucking vape is. And you're I'm like... fucking cloud expert. <laughs> right. And you're just like, okay, all right, man. I fucking smoked real cigarettes when I smoked, not fucking this bullshit robot shit. If I do vapes, it's got THC in it. Right, and that's because of the smell. And, and apparently uh, uh, there's some dab pens that I don't, I haven't had yet. They're supposed to be way good. I imagine. I mean, honestly, on all the vape pens for the THC, I see, and I'm not against it, but you're not actually vaping. You're smoking oil, which is different. It's like just as dangerous if not more dangerous for your lungs to smoke oil because uh the batteries are burning at such a high rate but you for instance had one that was really low and you mm-hmm. can tell the difference because of when you're vaping to smoking but anyway not complaining just saying 
Some of the people don't quite understand. They're like, this is healthy. And I'm like, no, man, you got that shit fucking turned up. Oh, man, speaking of this, a dude came over. Oh, man, I went all natural. He goes, I'm bucking all about these pins. I ain't doing no flour no more. I'm like, you realize they cook that with butane, right? He just looks at me. I'm like, look it up. And um, that next Tuesday, I'm going to upload three beats a week. I say I keep saying six months, but it's actually for 23 weeks. I have enough to do that for 23 weeks. So Hell yeah. Um, that's not quite six months. Um, and I might end up selling a couple more beats, but we'll see. But anyway, at the moment, 69 beats is what yeah, I got. It wasn't six months. You could have made more. Right. And I, and I probably will. I'm sure I will, actually. I just have this goal. I want to make some EDM music because I've been getting into it, and I just want to figure out... Uh, all right, dude. How to make the dinosaur noises? What is EDM? Electronic dance music. All right. And I keep hearing y'all use it, and I really don't know what the fuck y'all talking that's about. That's like, but do, 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 and it's like, and you're like, what the fuck are these noises? Fucking ecstasy music. Exactly. There you go. Ecstasy music. Exactly. All right. Um, we used to call it techno in my day, and there was only one techno song that existed: Sandstorm. And you would fucking just start rolling. You were like, I'm fucking rolling, bro. And they'd be like. What up? We're joined by Powell. What a do? Uh, welcome back. I don't remember how long it's been since you called in, but it was like a month ago or something. Uh, probably like a month, month and a half. And we'll have you call in more uh, now that I've got that all figured out. For sure. You will be on a music episode. We haven't recorded yet, but we're about to. And it's going to get nuts. I'm just saying right now, I'm a little fucked up right now. Yeah. I can't wait for three hours from now. Yeah, we're going to start recording in about an hour and a half from now on that one, or maybe two hours yeah. now. And uh, when Skinny gets here. So yeah, it'll be a whole fun thing. For sure. So everyone look out. That'll be June 7th, I think, is when this one will come out. That Lucas's we're birthday. That. So there you go. Um, and your Lucas is your brother. For those that don't know, yeah, I call him Nine Toed Luke because he has nine toes that work. Because he has nine toes that work, <laughs> and I wanted that to be his rap name. Because he, uh, one thing we'll get into more on the music podcast. I'm sure you were like really my only fan for a long time. You and LV, yeah, right. You which and LV which were, I won that competition. Right, which we can talk about later. <laughs> uh, as far as my rapping goes, and your little brother also liked my rap music. Yeah. So I did have a few people in the real world that like my music, just yeah. never well, on the internet. He always had it with his friends too, right? And they all just had copies of my CD, and mm-hmm. I could never, I never was able to convert them to be like, go to my Spotify and this thing and get listens. Because like, bro, I just bump in the car with the system. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Uh. My people that are, that are, I think, love every show, no matter what they're just invested in. Right. Um, have been to me and backing it. If it wasn't for Game of Thrones being the worst written last season of a show, in my opinion, ever, I still think Lost is worse than there's. You cannot convince me ever, unless they do the exact same thing. See, where you're using nostalgia and playing into it. And at this moment, Game of Thrones season finale would have happened. So we will know if you're listening and you watch it, you know how it ends. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's anything they can do that'll they'll change our mind, but. I think the writing's so out of whack and so I agree shitty there. and so like why do we waste this many years building certain character development just for in one episode to do a quick oh well, here it turned around. Yeah, you're like um they were more now. focused on trying to pull a twist off than opposed to just telling a decent story opposite of Lost. So I understand your argument. It's the least they're trying something where Lost was like 
uh, no, y'all are rotten season. Yeah, play. see, like, it, it was just that was it. Uh, was purgatory, and we just did a shitty job. And yeah, I don't know how fucking the Dharma Initiative <laughs> got here either. <laughs> did they die? Who knows? Did you really travel um, back in time? But the travel back in time season is so good. I love it oh, so it, much. Oh, it's great. Don't get me wrong. That it makes up for it. And uh, I don't hate the last season. Whereas in, I actively right now, I guess here's the difference. And you'll remember this. When we were watching Lost in real time. At this moment, with one episode left, there was still hope. There was. There was hope somehow they were going to pull this motherfucker off. This crazy motherfucker is going to get pulled off. And then we got disappointed. Yeah. Whereas in this final season of Game of Thrones has been every week, at least for me, being like, they fuck that up every week. I've seen the trailer for it, but. Right. I've heard it's really good. We can cut whatever we need to. Your eyes were moving on your head for a minute. They were what? <laughs> so, Pow Wow has recently started a marijuana growing endeavors. Oh my God. And he has to take his medicine to make sure he's fine. I'm and, happy for sure. And now My shoulder's not hurting. There you go. He's not there even thinking about it. All day. <laughs> and I'm not trying to like self-incriminate myself or anything, but seven years ago or longer, yeah. there were t- plenty of times that I had smoked weed, a bunch of it. Do you know how many times... We- Especially when we go look at now, houses, and I was saying, we just we drive. Were, we were pretty rare at drinking and driving. No, yeah, yeah like, was, like, we were smart about that. But like, being just, stoned was fine. And I'm sure maybe in that first month, uh, like when I was in high school smoking weed, maybe I got high enough. Well, you shouldn't to have. where oh, I shouldn't have. Right? So yeah. I'm not saying like, everyone should, but you build up an immunity, or fucking some of us do, I guess. To at some point in time, it really is a just a, oh, shit, I'm going five miles too slow. Like, yeah. everyone makes that joke, like it's some sort of ha-ha because you're stoned, you're moving slow. But it is a literal thing that happens when you're yes. just like, oh, you're like, I was oh. so into the fucking music. Yeah. And I wasn't worried driving. about hurrying up and no, getting we're to just Walmart. chilling. You know, or whatever. So that's more of what it is. Uh, and I, so for people to act like fucking lights move and dance and you fucking yeah. cars swerves like you're drunk and shit, I'm like... It's just not that. I'm not saying you should get super stoned and, and drive. drive. No. Um, you know, I don't think if you should get stoned and go to work or whatever. I'm not saying that. But like. Agreed. People act like it's fucking alcohol and it's just not. I it's agree. Not. I, I think there's a point. Just like with alcohol, there is a point to drive. Um, right. Like I could drink one beer right now and drive and it would be no good You deal. can drink two beers and you're. Legally. Legally. But I would say for me, because I don't drink much. If I drink two yeah. beers, I'd probably be like, I'm. I'm yeah, you're probably good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I could. All right. Highlight episode 15 in the books. Now we are one week away from season two coming out. So these are going to slow down significantly. Hope everyone's enjoyed them. Just trying to keep the few fans we have entertained until I got the energy back to for season two, you know? And, uh, first couple episodes are done we have a secret show done so if you're curious go to our patreon patreon.com slash a podcast with mo you can sign up and uh at a certain level or higher you'll get access to the secret show there'll be one a month first friday of the month is the goal 
And um, yeah, I think that's basically basically the all I really needed to say. So anyway, see you on one week, and thanks for checking us out.